and welcome to Trek Companion. This is episode 268. I'm your host, Brian Williams. I am Adam Caesar. I'm Stephen Embry. And today we're going to kick off Discovery's second season with the episodes Brother and New Eden. Here we go. Star Trek Discovery Season 2 cast includes Sonequa Martin-Green as Michael Burnham, Doug Jones as Saru, Anthony Rapp as Paul Stamets, Mary Wiseman as Sylvia Tilly, Shazad Latif as Ash Tyler, Wilson Cruz as Hugh Colber, and Anson Mount as Christopher Pike. Brother Season 2, Episode 1, original release date, January 17th, 2019, directed by Alex Kurtzman, written by Ted Sullivan, Gretchen J. Berg, and Aaron Horbitz. Guest cast include... James Frain as Sarek, Mia Kirshner as Amanda, Tig Notaro as Reno, Hannah Cheeseman as Arium, Emily Counts as Kayla Detmer, Patrick Kwok Chun as Reese, Oyen Oladehu as Joanne Owasakun, Ronnie Rowe Jr. as R.A. Bryce, Ethan Peck as Spock, Sean Connolly Affleck as Connolly, Rachel Encheril as Non, Arista Areen as Young Burnham, Raven Dowda as Dr. Tracy Pollard, Julianne Grossman as Doc- Discovery Computer, Liam Hughes as Young Spock, Sarah Midditch as Nilsson, and David Benjamin Tomlinson as Linus. En route to Planet Vulcan to pick up its new captain, Discovery receives a distress call from the USS Enterprise. Captain Christopher Pike takes emergency command of Discovery, explaining that Enterprise suffered catastrophic damage while investigating seven mysterious signals scattered across the galaxy. Six of the signals have since disappeared, as does the seventh when Discovery arrives at its location. The crew discovers the wreckage of a Federation starship, which was believed to have been lost during the war, on an asteroid composed of non-baryonic matter. It's okay if you forgot the sample. I, the only thing I care about coming back is you. Tilly and I, I had it in my hand. But when I beamed down, the transporter didn't get a lock. I mean, that would mean that the asteroid is not entirely comprised of baryonic matter. Right. Could mean that discovery is touching something impossible. Impossible, yeah. A, a bridge to a potentially unlimited... and. 100% efficient energy source. A new branch of science could be sprouting before us, and we are its founding mothers. It would explain the volatile gravitational energy. I need, I need to get that sample before it's swallowed up by that pulsar. Now, the asteroid has been shedding rocks all over the place. We've got to map several of their trajectories. We still have time to reach one of them. This is what you've been doing since you were rescued. You're supposed to be recovering. I'm a terrible patient. I'll second that. You know, if we combine the two titles today, it's nearly... <laughs> I don't know if that was intentional... Heading out to Eden. <laughs> Yay, brother. That's what I kept thinking about. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, golly. Okay, I got to talk about the aspect ratio for a second. Oh, my God. So exciting. So beautiful. Scope. Oh, my Lord. The greatest part was this premiered, what, January of 2019? What was it? Gen- yeah, January 2019. And Long-time listeners to our podcast may recall I used to discuss every now and then, just so briefly, that I spent a few years building a screening room in my home, which includes a scope screen. And after years of doing that, I actually finished it just a couple of months before this season of uh, Star Trek premiered. And I didn't even know that this was scope. But yes, so I watched this episode, these episodes, even when they originally aired, as well as for this podcast on my beautiful scope screen so no black bars and filled up my view and i love that aspect ratio i have forever and it's so amazing that they started doing it in a television show and a star trek show at that 
And I believe this, I believe season two here premiered before Star Wars, the Mandalorian popularized this aspect ratio as well. So uh, I guess, well, some airings of the animated Clone Wars, Star Wars series from like a decade ago, some airings of that were scope. And for the most part, it's still scope if you look at it like on Disney Plus or something. But I think the initial airings weren't, they were, they were 178 on Cartoon Network, something like that. Anyway, it's just so, it's so pretty. And as I was watching this, I was very conscious, like this is the prettiest Star Trek episode I've ever seen. Obviously, the show is way more dynamic than older Star Treks by necessity. I mean, they, the amount of camera movement and VFX was limited in the original series. It was limited in the next gen, a little bit less than less so than the original series, but it was still very limited by today's standards. So by the time you get to, you know, modern Trek and especially this season two where they've moved into this beautiful scope aspect ratio, I mean, it's just gorgeous the whole thing and the composition. It, it's pretty. I could watch this thing with the sound down. It looks like a feature, which to me is you know that's the that's the bar. And I have a feeling nobody else cares nearly as much as me, but I sure do. Uh, I sure do love it. So I had to talk about that. Poor Steve and I just have to watch on our regular store-bought 4K TVs. It's very sad. With black bars? Oh, that's sad. That is sad. You started talking, Adam, so why don't you kick us off on Brother. Brother, here we go. So season two. Um I think we mentioned in the last podcast that um, are probably uh, the best part of the, the season, season one ender was um, the, actually the Enterprise showing up. Um, and um, so that's that's where we start off into this episode. We see the um, Constitution class Enterprise. Um, we get to see Captain Pike and we get that tease, the Spock tease that doesn't happen. You know, we get the, the dickish engineer that comes it's such aboard. a great way to play with expectations i really like that that <laughs> yeah. bit when, it, when it's not spock that beams on on the pad you know christopher pike it's great he's um he he really kind of embodies the character obviously you know way back in the day you know the original series you know pike only had the the pilot episode and then it was the cage part one and two um which basically we just got scenes of pike again from the original you know pilot and obviously, there's been incarnations of a Pike throughout the years, uh, most notably um, in the new um, JJ movies. Um, so it's really cool to kind of see this character. And obviously, you know, not to get too off track, you know, we're going to see a whole series with um, Pike and the Enterprise and that whole storyline going forward. But that's a that's a discussion for another day. So we jump into this. You know, this kind of gets going off really quick. You know, we get the whole Spock intrigue thing. And then, you know, there's these anomalies. Pike takes command of the ship. It's kind of fast-paced early on, gets moving. I didn't really enjoy the whole action scene, the early action scene where they're going through the rocks. That would be my only complaint about this episode. But once they get down on the asteroid, we get in, we get some even more new characters. Um, get You know, the new, you know, I guess, pseudo-engineer. She's great. I think um, I'm going to enjoy this the next, going through this the next time around because... You know, this what we've discussed going through this this new incarnation of Trek is it goes really fast, and so there's easy, things easily missed. So um, it's kind of fun to go back and, and watch it and kind of encompass it and and see what they you know you know what they're going to do and going forward. Um, and so yeah, we have these 
weird signals that are, that are all across the galaxy. And that's the mystery of this whole season, you know, and, and Spock and what he knew about it and the re- relationship Spock um, Burnham had as um, siblings, you know, adopted siblings. We get a little bit more Burnham coming in, you know, her background, what happened to her. And um, yeah, we get to see Spock as a little child and I'm kind of rambling on. Um, but I will say this, I'm, I'm excited about season two because I remember really enjoying it more the first time through more than I did season one. And I think I'm going to feel the same way after these first two episodes. Yeah. I've said, that's kind of my memory too, is that I enjoyed it more. And certainly I enjoyed this today immediately in a, in a way that I'll discuss more here in a minute. Uh, that VFX sequence you talked about where they're flying those pod dinghies through the asteroid. I, I, I agree that it feels, I don't know, a little manufactured. Like they just had this idea for an action set piece and then they tried to write a story to support it. I mean, it, a little bit it feels like a little a, forced. It feels yeah, forced. like a like a video game or a, a Michael Bay Transformers movie where oh, I want to do this, so figure out how the story can work, you know. But all that said, it is pretty freaking amazing. I mean, it looks it it's cool. it's incredible the if the VFX, you know, and maybe it could have been a tiny bit shorter or something. But I really enjoyed it. It was again very very pretty, <laughs> very pretty, and the sound was amazing, like a big feature film. I think what I did like the force drama, you had that engineer yeah. that came aboard um, or the science officer that came aboard and it's kind of, you know, like, yeah, he had the wrong color shirt, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't, for sure, Brian, it looked really cool. It just, the story behind the effects was not that great. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, that was my problem with that whole action sequence. Steve, what are your first thoughts here? You know, yeah, I, I think this is a great um, first episode of a season. You know, when you're when you're trying to establish a um, a tone, and you know, and you want something a little up, you know, upbeat and actiony, and keep your attention. I mean, because I think it, it it you know it it fits the bill, right? I mean, you any new characters you want to introduce, you introduce them in a good way. It it makes sense. It's reasonable, and it's you know there are these beats and these sequences and you know it's a little longer than an average episode and it needs to be and it feels right on the most part and, and it's and it's a lot of fun you know and, and we're going to talk about this as we go through season two but Anson Mount is Pike I mean it's 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 just fantastic I mean these two episodes together I just uh, you know I came out of watching these two and I was thinking, man, this is this is just this is where it's at this is this is the stuff and I think a lot of it has to do with just the it's it's entertaining and fun and feels like it, it Star both, Trek. It, yes, <laughs> yes. Exactly. It, it caters to the fan, you know, that knows the whole mess, but it also isn't just repeating something, right? I mean, it's it's doing something new and building on it, and that's 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 what I like so much about it. It's it's very entertaining and it has something to say too, and I I really enjoy it, and and. and it makes me very excited for Strange New Worlds. Oh, yeah. What it made me think about is that maybe Discovery has, like, good bones. You know, it's got, like, a, a good raw elements. Uh, at the end of season one, <laughs> uh, we, we really were down on that. On the, by the end of the season, we were certainly down on that season one finale. And I was just thinking, okay, well, maybe they just painted themselves into, like, a narrative corner. We talked many times about how much we didn't like the Tyler stuff and and just some of the bigger story stuff, the genocide, blah, blah, blah. But now we're at the beginning of a new season. We can just get rid of all of that, have a nice, fresh, clean start, and 
this episode is a lot of fun. It's really enjoyable. It's what I want out of the show, especially the next episode, which we're going to talk about in a minute. It's what I want to see from this show. So maybe it's just they have they have good bones. It's got good elements. And they need to just get rid of some of that crap <laughs> that was holding them back. And uh, it's great. Uh, this episode does have 100% less Tyler. <laughs> and I'm sure that's helped make it immediately more interesting and engaging. I like how um, they just teased things in this episode. You, you mentioned that, you know, early on with Spock, you know, they teased that. They really teased the Enterprise. You just kind of, you know, you see it in the opening again, you know, in its glory, but not for too long. Um, you don't really see Spock. You see the younger version of him. He's out of focus. Um, you know, it's a lot of, um, you know, mystery behind it. And even later on in the episode when um, Pike and Burnham are, are talking about Spock, you see the Enterprise in the background out of focus. And even when she goes over there, you don't get to see the whole thing. So it's all kind of just teased out for you because it's, and, and I think that's it's smart for two reasons. Um, one, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to give away that early on. You know, you want to, you want to savor that throughout the, the series. And two, this is Star Trek discovery and it's not, you know, it's not about the enterprise. So it's the enterprise is kind of off to the, is, isn't the main part of that. So I, I like what they were able to do with that. Um, you know, I think later on in the season, we'll get a better look at the enterprise and it'll be fun, but I like what they did here early on with that. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't discount the fact that they started up with the enterprise is there and they got to build on that because it's, it's like a, it's like a big peak, right? I mean, it's like, Oh, the enterprise, I mean, that's, you know, it's just a fan thing, you know, and all this, and they still make it a, a good episode and interesting yet. They don't like, touch on that i mean they don't i mean they 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 reference the enterprise they reference spock all this but it's not the the crux of the episode you know and so they still pull it off making a quality entertaining episode while just touching on those things when it starts with discovery meets enterprise you know so that's 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 cool i did like the design of uh spock's quarters it it's like it's like what we would have seen in the original series it is it, keeping true to that but Modernized. Obviously, if you did exactly that, it would look, it would look silly by today's standards. So it's it's got all of those pieces, yet believable for that, you know, modern design of, uh, of the ship. Yeah, I, I recall that for the you know when we see the you know the bridge of the Enterprise, you know, later on in the season, it looks like the original, but it's like modernized. It's like hot rotted mm-hmm. up. So um, yeah. yeah. They, they were, they were, I mean, we'll get into set design more later on when we see it, but yeah, that dream. The new uh, engineer, Reno, what's her name? Tig Notaro? Is that how you say it? Yep. She's great. Everybody's talked about how much they like her. She's a little bit, um, I don't know. She kind of has one delivery, one emotion, <laughs> always. But that one thing is good. That one thing is funny and, and different and engaging. So I like her. I like her a lot. Yeah, that seems cool, you know, how she's, um, you know, the one thing that I noticed going through these first two episodes, there was, there was, felt like there was more science in it. You know, obviously, you know, what she was doing to, to cater to, um, you know, her crewmates and keep them alive, you know, it was very fantastical, but it was kind of, it was the neat science behind it. Oh, I did this to kind of save this person. I had to do this to save this person. So, uh, you know. And it wasn't like babble, you know, tech, tech talk, but it was a nice kind of sequence there using, you know, science and that kind of stuff. To and kind of and also, the, overall, this episode, it's not like all fun and games. There's some there's some real stuff in here. There's 
all the Stamet stuff, I, I like the way they're addressing that. I like what we see with him and, you know, he's decided to basically leave Starfleet because he can't get over the Culber, over Culber's death. And I totally can understand that. Like, how could you walk around that ship without thinking about him every time you look anywhere? So they're they're addressing that in kind of a real and organic way. I, I like all of that, you know. We'll talk more about Tilly in the next episode, but I I really like Tilly. <laughs> she's a good character. Um, and, you know, she's that young young go getter, and you know, you can kind of really she does a really great job. You can you can feel the emotion in her when she's you know sees that hears that Stamets is going to leave, and she's really upset about it. Um, yeah, she, she does a good job. What is this episode about? To me, it was kind of like uncovering truths, and it's hard to kind of encapsulate that in this episode. And I, I find it harder. You know, we had I think Steve and I had a hard time with this in season season one, kind of like saying exactly pinpointing what an episode was about. But you know, they they start with Burnham and you know healing old wounds with Spock. You know, we don't really find out what's going on, but it, it's like um, going back and 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 seeing the things that you need to heal is kind of what I kind of took forward from it. Um, Steve, what did you have? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think for one, it's one of these that it, it, it tends a little bit actiony, you know, when you have a big opener, that kind of thing. And I'm saying it's a pass on what it's about, but it, it has a little more flexibility with it. Right. But having said that, I, I do think it has something to do with that because you have the, um, the theme of, of Stamets and Colber, that just kind of goes throughout. Um, you also have, um, of course, the uh, core of it being Burnham and Spock and 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 Sarek and so forth, and that and that kind of relationship. And it's about this. I feel it's like this kind of expectation of, you know, in in one way, things aren't things don't just end. There's always this kind of you know, they even speak of that with with Colbert and Stamets, this notion of nothing is really dead. It's like it, everything continues on. You have, and do you ever come to a real conclusion, a, a crux where things are healed, where things are resolved? You Maybe you're always seeking that. And, and I, I think that's something that we see recurring in this episode and, and to some extent throughout, throughout this season, really, you know, um, and trying to find a resolution. Yeah, I think Pike plays a part of that too. As the audience, we know Pike is is the real deal. But you know, you know, as the crew of Discovery, they don't, they don't really know who Pike is, and so right. it's he's healing what Lorca did. And there's a theme with that that's going on as well. It's kind of like healing the past. All right, let's do six degrees for Brother Adam. Yep. Anson Mount plays Captain Christopher Pike. Name one of the other actors that played him. I've got three names in mind. I just need one. Oh, uh, crap. Nope, that would not be no, one of the... No, these names oh, not crap. I see, I see. It's like Madonna <laughs> or Prince. Or something. Um, <laughs> um, well, the actor from the J.J. movies, it's like on the tip of my tongue. I tried to say uh-huh. it earlier. I couldn't think of his uh-huh. name. Um, yeah. So I'll just give it to Steve. Steve. Jeffrey Hunter. Yes. The the one you were not thinking of, Adam, was Bruce Greenwood. Bruce Greenwood, yeah. And then the one that I never would expect either of you to get, you guys know who played him in the chair. 
he the, he was kind of a recurring actor. Yeah, that's right. He was one series. of their recurring guys, Sean Kenny. Yeah. All right. Uh, Steve has one. Moving on. New Eden season two, episode two. Original release date January twenty fourth, two thousand nineteen. Directed by Jonathan Frakes. Story by Akiba Goldsman and Sean Cochran. Teleplay by Vaughn Wilmot and Sean Cochran. Guest cast include Sheila McCarthy as Amisha, Andrew Moody as Jacob, Baya Watson as May, Hannah Cheeseman as Ariam, Emily Coots as Kayla Detmer, Patrick Quachun as Reese, Oyan Oladejo as Joanne Oosekun, Ronnie Roy Jr. as Ari Bryce, Raven Dauda as Tracy Pollard, Julian Grossman as Discovery Computer, uh, Kiara Grooks as Rose, and Claire Coote as Hologram. Burnham confronts Pike with Spock's personal log entry, and Pike reveals that Spock committed himself to a psychiatric eunuch one week after taking leave and requested that Starfleet not inform her or his parents. Meanwhile, Discovery detects another of the signals and uses the spore drive to travel to the Beta Quadrant planet where they discover a previously unknown human population. A loop transmission suggests the population departed Earth sometime during World War III. Signal coordinates received. And it's in the Beta Quadrant, 51,450 light years away. At top speed, that would take us 150 years to get that far. My unborn children's children would be lucky to get their ideas. The spore drive. But until a non-human interface is found, Starfleet has decommissioned it, where it's navigator, really. In order to guide us through the mycelial network, Commander Stamets injected himself with tardigrade DNA, a violation of Starfleet's ban on genetic manipulation. They were willing to overlook this during the war, however. A tardigrade? I suppose you had to be there. Getting to the bottom of these signals is of utmost importance to the Federation. They let you use the drive to fight the Klingons. They'll give us dispensation now. How long before it can be operational? Once they begin prepping Commander Stamets, 20 minutes. Get to it. Steve, kick us off on New Eden. Yeah, um, I really I really dig this episode. I mean, I think this is a, a great episode. Um, it's... It's it's kind of got it all because it has it has it has action. You have interesting character development. You have a theme, um, and you have kind of something that harkens back to, you know, the original series, the original crux of all this, and like what it's all about. I mean, they reference multiple times General Order One, aka the Prime Directive. Um, you know, what does that mean? It also, of course, keeps up. It keeps up with the theme of what's going on in this episode. The, um, you know, what what is going on with the the, uh, you know, what they're seeing. These things that are recurring, and and so it, it moves that overarching plot forward. But it also has a theme in and of itself. I also like how much it develops the the Pike character. You know, it it it's kind of just takes this one little element and runs with it. This thing of, all right, he has a history of of religion in his family, and he's but he's also a scientist and explorer and part of Starfleet and he, how he uses those melds those. And, and, and so you get this kind of rare glimpse into that, that people are still aware of, you know, religion and faith and history of that and, and um, how they integrate that into the life we've seen in, in the uh, 23rd century. And so you know, there, you know, and it, and it makes you feel for these characters. I mean, this, 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 um, you know, this guy that's down there on the planet, the, uh, uh, what's his name? The Andrew Moody character, Jacob, you know, how, 
I mean, you feel for the situation he's in, his ancestors, what he's going through and the, um, the struggle that they're put in, you know, that the, the crew is put through here. And also, I mean, he, you know, Anson Mount does such a great job with Pike with this whole, he feels this way. He, he feels for them, yet he has this obligation towards what Starfleet's about and, and the orders. And he can just lay it, lay it down. This is what we're going to do. And he still bends it a bit at the end. And I mean, there's just so much going on that's interesting here, and it's it's, it's just really great. It's it's I, I love this episode. It's and you great. didn't even talk about the aspect ratio. No, I. I, <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, Adam, your first thoughts. Um. Yeah, I definitely agree with with what Steve had to say. It's um, they they pulled off something that's I think kind of hard to hard to do in this new in this new trek is this felt kind of like a bottle episode. But it really wasn't because it progressed the it progressed like Steve said it progressed the main themes of what we're going to see throughout the season, but it felt like a bottled episode, like kind of going back to you know all the way back to the original series, going to um you know a, a strange planet that nobody's been to. You find the human civilization down there. That's that's a storyline you see in in the way back to the original series that started off there. Um, you have a, you know, a simple, the B story, you have a simple dilemma. I mean, it's not simple, but it's simple from Trek terms. You know, these asteroids that have a lot of radiation are going to destroy the planet. We got to solve it to save them. So the civilization, so that's the B story. And, you know, we get a lot of cool stuff from, you know, like you said, Ensign Tilly, um, she's really good in this episode. You know, she's trying to help Stamets, you know, with the spore drive, she's injured. Um, we get her um, make believe, friend going on here um and i think that comes from yeah that doesn't come from the shorts right that's actually i'll, I'll skip that because we didn't watch the shorts again but i gotta rewatch those but yeah we get that whole going thing going on there so that's it's an, what steve was saying he talked about the the a side of the story which is great classic harkens back to everything that we love about about Trek, but on the other, like I said, the B story is actually intriguing and is just as interesting. And the funny thing about it is they don't really relate at all, and that rarely happens where you have an A story and a B story that are completely separate from each other. And we call that a good episode. They usually have to intertwine to kind of make it good because usually the B stories are like, oh, that was just kind of like a waste of time. But I really like the A story. But in this case, when they're popping back and forth, it didn't bother me because I'm I was interested in the character of Tilly and what she was going through and what the discovery was going through, um, trying to solve, um, solve this problem. And it was really cool how they solved it. They had this, you know, this asteroid that's really dense and compact and they, you know, did a jump and the effects are cool and they got the asteroids pulled away. And it's something that, um, you know, that's, that's new to this show is you can, you can do all these cool science things that are based in science and have the effects to back it up that we haven't had in um, previous series. So um, I'm definitely with Steve. I really enjoyed this episode on a, a number of different levels because it took classic elements and it also had modern elements and it was able to combine them to create a very, very great episode. Well, I'm sure it won't surprise you to learn that I'm in complete agreement. I really enjoyed this episode and like it a lot. I vaguely remember, I feel like maybe Steve, you and I maybe had some text interaction. I, I remember discussing this episode at the time because it was like, wow, that's like the, it's like a Star Trek, like, you know. It sounds familiar, right. And this is the episode whenever they, you know, much later announced 
the Strange New Worlds. This is the episode I thought of because they announced when they announced Strange New Worlds. Obviously, the the cast and and the ship was important, but they specifically talked about it, that it would be this more exploration, but but more like you know uh, problem of the week, like Star Trek episodes used to be kind of show, and a little bit less episodic. I'm sure there'll still be plenty of that, but. This was the episode. New Eden was what I went back to in my head. This this is the kind of the prototype of what I'm expecting out of that show. And considering how much I enjoy this episode, you know, I'm, again, like you guys, I'm very excited for uh, Strange New Worlds. Speaking of all that, we didn't really spend any time on it when we discussed Brother earlier, but you talked about it a little bit there, Steve. But Anson Mount, he really is amazing. I remember thinking you know, when I was young and watching the original series that I thought Jeff Hunter, Jeffrey Hunter was really good. And the JJ movies, I thought Bruce Greenwood was fantastic. I mean, that scene between him and Chris Pine in the bar in the first movie, that's, that might be my favorite scene. I don't know. It's, he's great. Bruce Greenwood's really good. Anson Mount is better than them both. He's amazing. He's the best Pike ever. He's in, in like an episode. He's like so good that he's, redefine the character in a way for me um and i wouldn't couldn't possibly have imagined that somebody was going to top both those guys uh he's he's just great when i was excited about strange new worlds i feel like 90 percent of it was because i was excited to see anson mount do pike <laughs> that's how good he is yeah it's 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 presence it's somehow it's it's with saying very little or doing very little it's just like i'm emanating this this character profile whatever it is and so uh, yeah it, it's hard to nail down exactly how that is but it, it just that in a, in a with very economically he delivers something that is um that feels right it feels right with pikes that we've seen it doesn't like conflict yet it expands and solidifies and and creates this presence that actually lives up to the the hype you know the the notion that you know we've already established you know in the first season i think at some point and of course through through trek history and so forth in our own minds that pike is significant i mean he's a he's yeah. a big deal it's not just the guy that was before kirk or something when you, know? when you think so. about shatner playing kirk the original series he could he could just walk down a corridor and exude all of those things and define captain kirk now i'm not saying anson mount is william shatner but you know what i mean he's it's that kind of thing where he's 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 that good, you know, that he's defined it in, in every way. He's able to pull off that um, essence and, uh, yeah. you know, that essence of cap, the confidence, that aura of, um, you know, of command that, you know, that, that comes out of him. And, you know, H- you know, Hunter and Bruce Greenwood, you know, well, Hunter, you know, he obviously had that whole, you know, the whole episode. So he had a lot of meat in those episodes, but he decided not to continue on with Star Trek. Um, he went a different direction in his career. Bruce Greenwood, who was great. But he was kind of a B character in in JJ's you know first two movies, so he didn't have a lot a lot to play with, and so you know here you you have you can really get into Pike, and we're going to get to learn a lot more about him throughout this season. Um, so there's more to play with, but it, I, I'm not taking anything away because yeah, he has that essence, that aura um, that you were talking about of being a captain, that you know 
the, all the great captains that we see, they have that essence and that and it's so and effortless, you know, and elegant, I guess. And it's, I think that's, you know, that's why they're, they're going to do a show because they, they, you know, they have that in him, um, in that casting, you know, he's able to pull that off. As an and actor. the other thing that, that it makes me think about is for as much as I like Jason Isaacs and for as interesting as the character Lorca was, just changing that figure out. I mean, we briefly swapped that character for Empress Giorgio, but that didn't really change the timbre or tone of the show. I mean, it was still this bad guy in charge kind of thing. And now we just have we're a couple episodes into season two, and it it just changes the dynamic of the show. It changes the dynamic of the ship and the crew. It's a place I want to be and doing a lot for the show. This is one of these cases where I can't remember which episode it was in. Um, the fortune cookie that he found on the floor. Is that in? Um, yeah, that was awesome. Was... That's the end of the first one. Yeah. And he's like, let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think it says a lot for, you know, maybe it's our preconceptions as to what the captain brings to the table in terms of, I mean, this is, this is an unusual series, obviously with the, not the captain is the center of it really, but you know, because of the way they've structured it, it's, it's that, it's that kind of revolving door of who comes in as captain and sets a tone. Right. I mean, we, the, the early first season of discovery was enjoyable. And a lot of it had to do with Jason Isaacs as that character and, and that kind of unusual, but it's, it's kind of the gravity and the power they bring to it. And it's something that, you know, whether it's, you'd like it or not or something it's strong right now whenever we get to the third season that's another story what something is lacking there and how they're going forward but i think it is true that um him coming in as this in the early second season set a tone and at least in these first two episodes yeah it's just very enjoyable it's so entertaining it really and it, centers it, it. i yeah, guess that's what yes. i was trying to yeah yeah, yeah. and I, I would even say that he's he's more of this focus of at least these first two episodes than green is i mean obviously green is you know she is the focus of the entire series but you know we've come to know her and we've kind of love her as her character so not that she wasn't a big part of these first two episodes but the the writers gave us gave us enough to kind of you know we all know who pike is but they gave the story enough to kind of relearn him and you know let let Ansel kind of step in and so I, I almost kind of feel like he was kind of more of the focus in at least these first two episodes obviously we'll get into the to the um the Burnham and Spock story later on but um yeah it, it, it felt it felt more traditional in these first couple episodes captain you know captain wise I have one very minor technical complaint did anybody else feel like the character of Jacob wasn't speaking any of his lines like it was all ADR to somebody else or something Nobody else thought that. No, we don't. We don't have that big screen like you. We just have our little 4K TV. <laughs> <laughs> that did, that didn't strike me, but okay. I defer to your <laughs> observation on that. Yeah, like I said, mine was he the only one that was out of sync? Maybe there's something wrong with your system, Brian. Yes, he was the only, he was oh. the only one, but it wasn't just a sync thing. It was like a tone thing. I don't know. It didn't seem like he was the one talking anytime he was talking. Anyway, it could be a really quiet guy, and they had to like bring him in. It's like, dude, we couldn't pick up any yeah, of that. It's like, no, no. Well, speaking of that, that's interesting concept that they bring all the all the religions together. You know, they kind of the, the you know I, you know we're gonna or what are we doing on spoilers this year, for this season, Brian? Because obviously, you know, we learned really what kind of went on with that planet later on. 
I think anything in season two should be fair game. You both agree? Yeah. All right. So anything in season two, everybody's forewarned. If you haven't finished season two, you might get spoiled here. And uh, my memory is not really completely refreshed, but she, yeah, she brings them there. Burnham, right? That's what I remember correctly. And then they kind of developed this whole new world and system based on, on everything from Earth. So it's, it's an interesting concept. I mean, it, was it's it her or her mom, Steve? It's usually one who corrects us on this sort of thing. I'm the, I've only seen this one round, to be yeah. honest, but I have a feeling that this one, this one could be her mom. I mean, we're going to go throughout this season and be like, is it her mom or Burnham doing <laughs> these things? You know, but I, I, this one might be her mom. You know, I'm not sure. I think Burnham, I think her mom brought him there. I think Burnham showed up the second time mm. to, for the signal, right? That's, yeah, I'm not, yeah, like, I don't yeah, recall. Okay. Yeah. But but it is a very interesting concept, and, and that, that's creepy. The ending is creepy as I'll get out, too. I mean, I don't know creepy is the right word, but it's just kind of like the shock of seeing this thing that, you know, where this red angel, this whole thing, and this video of a camera thing from hundreds of years back from their perspective. Yeah, I don't know. It's a little... Yeah, in the first run, it was it was almost sinister. It was, they, mm-hmm. yeah, they kind of, it, was, it wasn't sinister, but it kind of, it could be it, they they kind of left the interpretation of what this was open could be yeah. sinister it could be good it could not you know so that was clever as well reminded me of a john carpenter movie i love prince of darkness where they keep they're like having these dreams of a and a video feed that's being sent from the future Wow, I totally just spoiled for the darkness. <laughs> okay, the movie's Maybe 30 years old. Nobody cares. Thing and later on. Yeah, so yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, it's the same kind of thing where it's like this backlit, blurry, shaky, looks like the Red Angels thing a lot. It reminds me of that every time I see those. But footage. it's all in the reaction, right? And again, not that we need to laud Anson Mount anymore, but it ends on his face and expression, and it's somehow not cliched, his reaction to this thing that it's just like, creepy, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. works. You know, it's great. Guys, remind, so who is Tilly's imaginary friend? I can't remember, you know, because I think I screwed that up. Earlier. Or- yeah, I can't remember. I, I, I remember the, this storyline bit, and I, as soon as I saw her, I remembered, oh, she's not really there or something, but I, I don't mean, recall of, this. I don't it must recall. not be that. Yeah, I, the, I don't think it's that much to it. Yeah, okay, so I got confused. In the short, she's ha- she has another kind yeah, of that's different. That's, that's somebody that comes back in the show. That's for later. real. Yeah. yeah, but I do, I do like you talked about earlier too, uh, Tilly. Yeah, um, she's great, and that little bit where she's in sick bay, <laughs> uh, and and she when she she like walks out, and then the camera just sits there for a second, and then you see her go the other <laughs> go direction. The other way. I I didn't realize that was a, that was a, something Jonathan Frakes made up when he, when he was shooting it, but right, it wasn't in the script. But anyway, I, I kind of expect her to come back and be like, "I need to put my clothes on," but no, she just keeps going in her yeah. nightgown. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good. It's it's great. What's this episode about? It's it hits on a, um, a lot of things. Steve mentioned it in, in his open. You know, they um, you know, how, kind of the themes of Star Trek. You know, Prime Directive. You know, there's even though these people on this planet are are humans um, by all, all, all accounts they're they have their own belief system. They have their own structure and you kind of see that play out in Pike, you know, with his upbringing his science and his religion. And so there's, um, you know, and I think that speaks to, there's a duality in all of us of, of things that we learned, whether, you know, if you, you come from a very religious background or a very scientific background or, or, or art background, or if you come from all the above, that there's that duality in you that there's these conflicts that don't 
makes sense with those dualities and and you know we struggle with that how to how to how to come through with that and i think in the end of this episode you see pike handles it very well he's true to starfleet he's true to his own values but he under he's humane enough to 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 not let this um jacob person suffer any anymore and so he tells him the truth and so that's kind of the, the crux that i that i took out of this episode yeah i think what's i think what's so good about this is that it it harkens back to all of the original concepts yet doesn't feel like dated or aged it feels relevant and you know this uh, this idea that it's not so simple you have you have um you know faith science what is the best thing to do for a society for culture and and all of that thing all of that rolled into one and how complex it is and how you really need it's, it's all about the humanity of the of the issue and i, I and it, to some extent i think it, it it says a lot for you know i mean this is going to sound like i'm just drinking the kool-aid of star trek or something without you know but gene roddenberry's whole whole thing really because this feels like you know, if you were to take the original series and you were to show, okay, show one episode of each series or something that that feels like it it's it it tells something about that. So far, Discovery, this this is it. It feels like it's it's one of these it's one of these shows that says here's the here's humanity, here's the complexity of it, here's what we can do to make things better, but here's how we have to let you know things take its course too and how um that's still that's still relevant today you know and and it's um yeah this this is a, this is a great episode i think and they did it in a way that wasn't um i felt that i also did it in a way that that was it's not offensive to anybody or right. any any it's it's not it doesn't patronize you for your beliefs or you know if you think this way or you think that way or if you believe in this religion or that religion and you know just kind of it's very respectful on all ends and you know in today's day and age it's it's hard to do that mm-hmm. um, in, in this episode they pulled it off very it's well. hard to, it's hard to do that and be good and relevant you know where sure. you're not just being safe you know or something it's to still say something and be quality and interesting and, and yeah and make you think and talk like we're doing and still be something that doesn't like piss off somebody yeah it, it that that's a big deal this is really good All right, let's do six degrees for New Eden. Steve. Yep. Trivia. Which starbase was Spock committed to? I don't remember. It's a um, single digit number. Sure. Five. Yep. Starbase <laughs> five. <laughs> Believe it or not, that was my guess too if you got it wrong. So. Right in the middle. Just, just split the difference, right? Single digits. Single digits. All right, well, Steve takes it for the day. Um, gosh, I don't think there was much news i think the uh strange new worlds was shut down temporarily for covid or was that discovery discovery was oh discovery that was. happened to strange new worlds earlier i think oh okay that's but, yeah the, the current one was uh discovery but it sounds like it was out of a super abundance of caution like it wasn't yes. any of the mm-hmm. prime you know the right the ta- main talent or anything like that they should be pretty darn far along right they, mm-hmm. start, they started shooting last fall sure mm-hmm. yeah so all right, folks, uh, you can send us an email, trekcompanion at gmail.com. Our Twitter 
handle is at Trek Companion. Our Facebook listener page is facebook.com slash Trek Companion. Thank you so much for spending an hour with us. We're going to be back in two weeks to discuss the next two episodes of Discovery's second season. And until then, take it easy. Bye, guys. See ya. Stefan, I passed it.